I'm Gareth. I'm Richard. And this is Oral Pleasure. to listening to I might have a podcast just just me talking about them for hours uh, vinyl run outs you, know you know when your vinyl gets to the end of the side yes and you can't be asked turning it over okay. and I don't have an auto return okay. because I built it myself and so I don't just have an auto yeah, yeah so, no, so um, to the point that I have now got a dozen or so of these right and if I'm not listening to podcasts I can sleep to these And I love this so much. It's almost meditative. It's basically the oral equi- equivalent of Vine. <laughs> How many loops? Did you, uh, did, you, did, you, did you see that stupid Vine I put up a couple of days ago where I sliced my hand open? With the end of your face on it. Oh, I, I did see that. Remarkably deep, man. It's still there. It's like it will not go away. And it hurts. Oh. Hurts to masturbate. That's not even fair. With oh. <laughs> a glove on, it feels like some deal. Oh yeah, I do put my moisturising gloves on occasionally, but then it, you know, it's cha- chafes the old chap. But my hands feel amazing the next day. Got to weigh these things up. Also, I only found out recently that moisturising gloves and socks are a thing. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? Moisturising gloves and socks. You put moisturiser on your hands. Yeah. Then you put gloves on. Then you put moisturiser on your feet. Then you put moisturising socks on. And it keeps the moisturiser in. And not everywhere else. Okay. <laughs> People have got too much time in <laughs> No, they have too much moisturising gloves and socks on their hands. And feet. <laughs> also, if you're wearing pyjamas and gloves in bed, <laughs> that's close to madness to me. No, occasionally wear socks in bed because it's cold, but not gloves. I wear nothing in bed, and I haven't for twenty-five years. I used to wear nothing, then I gave that up by starting wearing things. True story. (laughs) That to me suggests more effort than me. You know what I mean? To actually put something on. Oh, check it out! This is a different one. This is uh, um, a. Two mixes by AFX, but it's obviously just the run out because uh, that's how cool it is. This could be the next level, right? We could start doing our reviews, but instead of playing any of your tracks, but for the legal reasons, we just play the run outs for like 15 minutes while we talk over it. <laughs> <laughs> what if I put together like an hour of different run outs, right? I make you review that. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say something there, but it could be a spoiler for this album, so I don't <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I don't think I'd make it three times through that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I broke you! I broke you! Oh, talking about being broken. Um, June 16th, New Swans record comes out. 
Obviously, we have to review it because yeah, we've never good. reviewed one. And I lost yeah. once. Yeah. Um, I've already ordered the vinyl. I need to put right. some money aside. Uh, um, it's triple vinyl. So that suggests a certain length again. So I was thinking maybe for that we do a two-parter. Yep. Because it'll probably be on two CDs. Okay. So we'll figure out what the track listen is on the CD and we'll do one CD each week. Well, still only be four tracks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> There's no need to be cruel to date Michael Gearer. He's a legend. Just because he can write songs longer than, you know, most people's lives. Yeah. What's that one? The Apostle from... Uh, do I have it on here? I, d I don't have it on my phone, but I definitely have it on my, uh, my iTunes. I'm sure it's called The Apostle from uh, The Seer. Such a good fucking track. I mean, there's, there's good tracks and then there's that track, man. Um, and I know we're supposed to get started eventually, but I, I, I'm crashing a bit. Let me just uh, quickly finish this oh, coffee. Go on. <laughs> yeah, let's go closer to the mic. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Liquidy. No. Oh. I'm gonna down some Pepsi. <laughs> My favourite thing is it make noise. Yeah. <laughs> and you can't have any at home <laughs> unless you buy your own, because mm. these will be gone. Yeah. <sighs> Uh -oh. It's called the apostate. Mm, I see. Now, we obviously can't listen to all of this. No, because it's not, uh, not only for review reasons. Yeah, I'll help you but eat up sometimes. <laughs> but it's also twenty-three minutes long. Oh, sorry, not quite, one of their longer ones. Well, that's quite short for them. Um, yeah. Well, the longest track on uh, the seer is the seer itself at thirty-two minutes and fourteen mm. seconds. I'm going to say it's the, uh, what's the one, what's the one, what's the, what's the one I'm thinking of? Uh, well, I'll tell you something, it just, it's made my Xbox start listening. Oh yeah, it has. <laughs> Pay attention, Xbox. Xbox loves swans. Um, yeah, the longest track on uh, To Be Kind was 34 minutes, 5 seconds. Anyway, we're we're only a minute in. Nothing's yeah. really happened, so let's no. skip it in a little bit. No, still nothing. This is three and a half minutes. A bit more. It's getting there. They're warming up. It's supposed to warm up before you start playing. That's my favourite part on nearly every song. Every song, right? If it starts with like uh, a brass section falling down a flight of stairs with some random drums, mm -hmm. you know what I mean by that. <laughs> Um, like yeah maybe someone coughing that's all good and then they get into it that'll be the intro to my uh, my debut album which I'm going to call uh, uh, Boneless Meat Finger <laughs> <laughs> oh I saw something about <laughs> Boneless Meat Finger on Twitter today aren't you yeah because uh, I was reading uh, uh, a Facebook post from Max Landis who described sex as if it was described as if he was five years old and it was being described to him by someone who's like seven. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, uh, and uh, yeah, his, uh, at one point his penis is described as his boneless meat finger. <laughs> and I was just like... 
Oh, we're still doing this one. Oh dear. I just paused it for a second. No, I thought that was just them warming up because I was just like part of the time. Push the drummer down the stairs. Push the drummer down the stairs. It's like a Mexican soap opera. It's a lot of steps. It's like the ones leading down to the green. <laughs> you can't bang your head to this. It's impossible <laughs> to get the rhythm right. I don't want to. I don't want to put you off watching them live. They played this for thirty-five minutes. <coughs> <laughs> do you realise when they do a tour and I have to go and see them live? <coughs> this is pretty much over. Right? <laughs> I'll never. I'll. I'll never want to hang out ever again. Is it weird that I've seen the live three times? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's weird that you haven't been put off for them yet. Well, remember the, the second time I saw them, I realised how death they made me. <laughs> <laughs> then I bought better earplugs. It's all good. No. Yeah, yes, yeah, so he does appear to just be screaming chop occasionally. <laughs> but I like to, as I've said this before, I like to imagine Swans as being uh, like Lord Summerisle's band. And this is how he works out in the bo- uh, basement of his mansion. Yeah. Swaying Fate- back and forth. <laughs> exactly! <laughs> his, half his face painted black, half white. <laughs> Beautiful yeah. arm swings. <laughs> Which would work quite well with this. Tears in his eyes, imagining all the crops. <laughs> <laughs> that's why it's not crop, he said it's crop. Oh, uh, makes even more sense. Oh, there you go. See, that's what I've said this to you before, right? But that's my dream of the perfect band. The perfect band would be... Imagine Lord Summerall from Wickman. <laughs> making his dreams reality via music. That is my perfect band. It's very hard to explain, but... Swans are about as close as I've ever seen it. Oh. Anyway, what are we doing this week? <laughs> uh, who knows? Oh. Uh, Frightened Rabbit. Painting of a Panic Attack. Nice. That came out Friday. It did. <laughs> and it can go back anytime it likes. Dude, oh, no, sorry. Completely yeah. unnecessary. Oh, we'll see. I might be joking. You're not. I can tell. <laughs> You've got tiny evil eyes and you uh, sniffed. We all know what you sniff as sniffs. Sniff as sniffs, sniffs me. That's why you own so many sniffers. Like, <laughs> one of my notes for these songs later on is just. Uh, me sighing but um, we'll get to that indeed we will um, so this is the fifth studio album by the Scottish indie rock band released oh not released 8th of April no was it 8th April yes okay why did I think I just had a weird brain thing and that I was like why have I put April this is January it's not January no it's not oh because if it was the 8th of January it'd be like the day before day after your birthday day before, before your birthday yeah and that would be weird because I'd be like, I didn't get you anything because I have a terrible friend. But it's oh. not true because I did. But yeah. that was in the past now. Oh. And I've already forgot what it was, but it was good. I remember it being good. <gasps> it was a four and a half t-shirt. Like a fr- yeah. fantastic four, four and a half. It was, yeah. And something else. But I can't remember. <laughs> I'm not magic! Sorry, um, so anyway... Frightened Rabbit yep. came out just Friday past. Yep. Their fifth studio album. Uh, yeah, you already said that. Yeah. 
produced by Aaron Dessner of the National. No. What's his face? Um, is it Wikipedia describes him as indie rock band, mm-hmm. whereas uh, Apple Music describes him as alternative. Yeah, but remember, remember, alternative is what Americans call it. Indie uh, is okay. what British people call it. Filthy Americans. You know, yeah. but the thing with alternative is it's such a uh, what's the word? It's such a vague term mm-hmm. that you know, alternative has summed up everything from you know like Lady Tron electronica kind of stuff to like Nirvana back in the day we were alternative mm. so you know it's kind of vague mm. I if this was the early 90s and I was in America I would call them college rock mm. <laughs> glad we're not in America <laughs> because actually you would you, you would have would have listened to the term college rock yeah right bare naked ladies yep Maybe not Radiohead, but maybe Radiohead back then. Mm. No. Um, because it's so recent, there were no review roundups or anything, so there were reviews, but I couldn't bother looking them up off of Wikipedia. Well, I said it couldn't be bothered. Um, I was actually, I, I was actually slightly busy at work. But it's all because I do all my notes at work normally. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, because yeah, yeah, I've got time. Uh, I could have done it this morning, but then I had to sleep. Well, you know, what, what 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 does the world want from you, blood? Yeah, exactly. And when I say blood, I mean like you know, like brother, like like we're in London right now. And obviously, the only re- the only review you actually need is our review. Oh, totally. Well, not yours, because you're just gonna slate it. At least I'm gonna find some middle ground. What? Well, that's I do the I do the more like just again basic bareline sort of. Mm-hmm. Review sort of thing of well, yeah, yeah, the, good or bad. You, 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 you go more into depth. In your in our first episode, you reviewed. No, you didn't. You your recommendation was by the band uh, Fozzy. I want to say. <laughs> yeah, no, you didn't and do. you went. You said you should listen to it. It's fine. That was your recommendation. <laughs> that really is. You know. I mean, it's just like. It takes a lot to get through you. <laughs> I'm slightly more enthusiastic about my recommendations later on today, but we'll get to that. <laughs> <laughs> it's a long way away yet. Uh, uh, I better play some of this bloody thing then. Uh, track one, Death Dream. Death Dream! Come on. Here we go. Do you know what? After telling you over and over again that we could start... I know, right? Upset by the uh, the term tinnitus of silence on genius. I can only assume it was spelt incorrectly. 
Yeah. I looked it yeah. up because I'm sure on Ultimate, uh, yeah, Ultimate Guitar, yeah. they'd already post the tabs. Because, no offense to this band, right? But if you can play a G, a C, and a D, you're good. And you got you own a camp. Well, that's, that's something that I sort of bring up later on in that musically, this album, nothing stands out to me at all. Mm-hmm. Ah, but we'll get that's that's all no other. You couldn't say that, Peeps, but he raised one finger like his Beyonce. <sighs> I thought that was good. I see, even the, the thing that annoyed me about Genius and the lyrics was mm-hmm. wasn't the I said some of the fairly obviously wrong lyrics. Mm-hmm. Um, was the annotations and not the fact that they're wearing it's mm-hmm. the people who were annotating and obviously if, the more you annotate the more points or something you get for okay. your profile yeah so people are just going in and posting the most obvious shit on these annotations just so that they can say they've posted something that bumps their mm-hmm. rating up or whatever and it's can, that bit there where can, kitchen light was on and he sees a suicide in the floor somebody annotated going um, he's just walked in the kitchen and found again, someone who's committed suicide on the, on the floor. Well, he just said that. You don't need to annotate that because he has just quite clearly communicated that fact to us. Uh, this is obviously an American who uh, needs to have the word asleep removed from a line to make it more obvious. Yeah, but it's just... <clears throat> but it was especially as first one, because after about... Two or three tracks in, mm-hmm. annotations just kind of stop. Yeah, because it's new. So yeah. they're doing like one um, <laughs> But I see this first track, it was just, I can't remember, there was one of the other lines later on. I can't remember what it was, but then the annotation was just pretty much that line, but slightly reworded. I'm like, you're just doing this to get your kind of points up, you dick. Uh, if only I. Could be bothered. <laughs> well, I, 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 I was the register just so I could go in and go, look, you've got these lines are wrong, you dicks. It's quite obvious you can hear what you said. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. Yeah, getting my regional accent hatred popped up a couple of times in this, but nothing too mental in this album. So, so even though they are from Selkirk, you're, you're like. They've got the whole. See, don't get me wrong. There are worse things they could be doing here. I mean, he's got in the sort of like in the posh kind of Glasgow accent on for singing. Mm-hmm. It would be worse if it was a non-posh Glasgow accent. So, if, of all the choices to make, mm-hmm. yeah, it's probably the right one to sing like that rather than can, like normal Glaswegians would. Can. How I've been playing this band to you. Since two thousand and eight, how has this never come up? I don't know. It's just, <laughs> it's just cause I don't normally listen to like headphones or whatever, so yeah, it's yeah. not as can. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's other noises going on. We're talking over it, whatever. It's can. <gasps> no, it's all flashback to me. You have never seen these guys live, right? I don't think so. No, because we went to see Twilight Sad, but they were supported by Take a Worm to Work Week, because. Your mind was blown by that band. Was <laughs> Yeah, because if you recall, you you uh, you you were like an annotation on Genius actually, because the lead singer was wearing uh, a butcher's apron, and and he kept looking into the audience, and while he was looking into the audience, he had his he had his left hand closed, in a in a fist, and would spit. 
into the hole in the middle of his hand and then finger it with two fingers on the other <laughs> while staring at audience members. <laughs> I remember that's a doll. This back when I used to drink. No, this was back <laughs> where I believe. I don't think we were both on night shift because I don't know where that doesn't make sense to me. But I know by the end of that day, maybe no, we both came off nights and we went to the cinema and we watched something on the cinema. Then we got something to eat and then we ended up there. It's the longest day we've ever done. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's probably why yeah, I don't remember. Because that was when uh, I think it was still Mashulu, but I do vaguely recall it being pink lighting, so it might have been. Uh, base no uh, warehouse by then yeah um they still had the booths and i'm pretty sure you were lying down in one at one point (laughs) (laughs) and the the worst part of this you have to take into account is we were sober i mean (laughs) i mean we had been up for like 36 hours but But yeah because i no yeah because the only gig i ever actually remember I can't remember who. <laughs> I just realised that singular. It's really upsetting <laughs> me on numerous levels. The only. I can't remember who was headlining. It was at the tunnels. Mm-hmm. And was that Welsh band Islet or something? Were supporting. Islet was supporting, and, and was then uh, just Los Campesinos th- was yeah. support. Uh, yeah, they were just running through the crowd, sort of screaming at one point. <laughs> this was like the first drug as well and people were like have they started oh they've started because <laughs> it was just this, this girl running through the crowd screaming and it's like you maybe won't, don't want to open with this one maybe you can make like your second one so we know when you've started rather than just wondering why a woman's screaming yeah but by the end you did say that you quite liked it yeah and, and also looked, they don't sing you I've looked up their stuff later on mm-hmm. I think it was just because it was live at the time and I kind of liked it. And it was or it could was, be that you just don't uh, you don't like any music. And this oh, there is. We're starting to learn this from this uh, this fucking that. podcast. There is that. Um, um, I need to steal the uh, thing for one second if, mm. if it'll let me. I'll, have to, I'll disconnect for a second. And then I'll, I'll, then I'll, I'll do the same. Um, because this is a song by Take a Wand uh, for, uh, for a Walk, right? I can't remember which ones are which. Support to Twilight Sad you will ever hear in your life. I'm actually quite impressed myself that I stayed any longer. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you were you were sleeping in front of them practically by the end of it, so you definitely got your point across. If nothing else, (laughs) the fact that you could even do that to this impresses me. But uh, I've turned the the blue. my Bluetooth off, so you should be able to get back on. Okay, but yeah, back on. the first thing I want to point out, right? I don't want to be. Well, you're going to happily take the moaning about this record for me, which is good, because oh. mm-hmm. I have plenty of gripes with it. But generally speaking, thanks to 
I think nostalgia is a strong word. I mean, I saw... The first time I ever saw Frightened Rabbit live was in September of 2007 at the Lemon Tree. And they were supporting Twilight Sad. Mm-hmm. They didn't have any record you could get your hands on. Um, because they just signed a contract with Fat Cat and their <coughs> debut re-release of Sing the Greys didn't come out until like early 2008. I'm going to say February because I'm sure I had it by the time I started working with Shulu. Mm-hmm. Because I started working with Shulu and then Milne, who knew the guys, gave me a copy of Midnight Organ Fight in Advance on like a, like a CDR. Nice. <laughs> um, yeah, and it, yeah, and I had a very horrible year in 2008, and this they pretty much soundtracked it all, along with The National. Mm-hmm. Speaking of The National, yeah. Aaron Dessner produced this. This is the <coughs> first track from the album uh, Boxer that came out 2007, so I was listening to this a lot, like before Frank mm-hmm. Rabbit had released anything. But... It's already horribly familiar to oh, here's the, here's the song the we just listened to. We could almost play them at the same time. <gasps> Should we try? Yeah. Okay. Right. Tell me well, I'm putting put. it back to zero. You good to go, yeah? Yeah. So, um, on on three. Okay. One, two, three. Mine's faster than yours. (laughs) (laughs) It is just, it's very similar. They are very similar. And it's, you know, and I I do like the production and I like downbeat music. Mm. I mean, obviously, if most people, when they go through my vinyl collection, assume that I'm a sad bastard. (laughs) Because it's all American Johnny Cash. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, Nick Cave uh, this uh, national stuff uh, Julie Cruz all the stuff I go back to over and over again Mm. you know uh, In Rainbows by Radiohead OK Computer Mm -hmm. by Radiohead there's an awful lot of repeats of sort of downbeat kind of stuff but I don't actually find it you know depressing that's why I always you know I just the thing about this band I find is that there's always a couple of verses that sound quite downbeat but then they try to sweep you up no. in a whirlwind of, of noise towards the end to suggest yeah it's a bit shit but it's, uh, well, it's all it, we got I think I find this is a lot of these tracks that mm-hmm. see I, I struggled with some but the last like 30 seconds of some of the tracks I'm like mm-hmm. well, that's more like it mm-hmm. but the problem is, I have to get through another two and a half minutes mm-hmm. of stuff that I didn't like to get to the the stuff that was okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know, but yeah, um, I th- I thought the piano actually sounded really nice on that <laughs> track. The problem is because of the that you know the national track, yeah. and also just generally speaking, it's a bit cliche, right? <laughs> right. I was just ah. Oh. 
Hang on. Just... Let's, let's move on to the next track and just keep going because I find we're gonna. The thing I have with this album as well, and I might as well get it out now, is mm. maybe it's because it's early doors. It's only been out a little while, but it's all very similar, and it's hard to have much. In I, have, I, have, I have notes about that later on as well. Yeah. In the, I gotta say it now. The um, it was about track seven or eight. Mm-hmm. Is normally the point in all these other albums I've noticed mm-hmm. when I'm doing my notes as well. The time I get to seven eight, I kind of have lost track of albums we listen to oh. and everything starts sounding the same because obviously there's a theme within it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think that's just my terrible attention span. Yeah, yeah, you have ADHD. But with this album, mm-hmm. I don't think it's me. I think cause when I'm getting to like, I think it's track seven or something, going, it's all starting to sound the same now. I don't think it's my fault this time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's me not being able to pay attention. I think it is all just... Mm-hmm. Yeah, far too similar. Anyway. Get out! Start to get out! See, I like this. I was, I was hopeful with this. song was kind of reminding me of and I fucking hate Ron Ring. Um but yeah just once it gets to the chorus I'm just like yeah. and then it goes on it's fine and then the chorus comes again it's just like all I can hear is Ron Ring and it's just it's horrible well I've never thought that I s- still don't but okay <laughs> I can I can put it back I mean it's only 12 seconds I, I don't need you to, to put it back I do not hear Ron Ring I, no, I do and, I, and you obviously don't like Runrig, so you don't need to play it again to prove no. it, because I, I still won't hear it. No. But, yeah, no, when it started, you know what I thought it sounded like? The Shins. Remember that band, The Shins? I also I've listened to them a lot. I heard of The Shins. Um, yeah, his vocal delivery sounds a lot like James Mercer, if James Mercer was Scottish. Mm. Um, yeah, it gave a very Shinsy feel. Um yeah, and I liked the increase in attack it, uh, uh, during the course. Mm. Um, though, though I did write this, uh, the the words "ethereal end of the pier organ?" question mark, and this is wrong. I know, 
But not only did I put end of the pier in quotes, I also hyphenated the whole thing. It's one or the other, Gareth. I remember that from school. But yeah, I really, and also towards the end, as always, they, you know, it's a, this is something, because I, I wrote my, I wrote the notes first time through for change. Yeah. Because I, otherwise I knew I sort of almost couldn't do it for the band. I wrote, wrote first time and third time. And so it's just too, and I noticed things the first time through. So then on the third time through, I'm adding them earlier in the mix, the notes, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's kind of ruining the whole thing for me. But yeah, it, it becomes apparent that this band has a very specific formula, mm-hmm. which is similar to, you know, even going back to like the Pixies and the which is where you build intensity throughout song. Even the, the album's called Painting of a Panic Attack, and they seem to be building tension into songs and then releasing it at the end over yeah. and over again. Which is, you know, cool. But they have now been doing this <laughs> since 2007. Um, and because they're very good at what they do, and as I say, I'm trying to be nice about it, but because they're very good at what they do and because it's a formula, they've kind of, I think they need to move on. Weird thing is, I'll, I'll check this in because it's not a recommendation mm-hmm. later on because I made my sure it wasn't. But the year before last, uh, Scott, pleasing, uh, released an album under the name Al John as like a solo album. Right. And it was fucking amazing. More of that. Mm-hmm. Less of this. Also, you know what it could be? Right. I think this is one of those episodes where we might just have to skip tracks. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just for chat. But you know what it could be? Uh, remember when John Fogerty, you know John Fogerty of Creedence Clearwater Revival, yeah. he used to write every song, every track, everything. Mm-hmm. He told the bass player uh, you know, exactly how to play so he was in time with certain parts of the drum patterns and the guitar. Uh, and no, he was the guitarist. Yeah, I get it right. I mean, there's five of them, so there's probably two guitars. But you know what I mean. He tied all the parts together. And then there came a time where the band were like, dude, we want to write our own parts. And he said fine, and they became shit. Yeah. And I know for a fact, because I, I read it on one of the articles, that Scott doesn't write all the songs anymore. That it's all a collaboration now. Mm-hmm. And at times, it does feel like things are happening... Because they need to be there. <laughs> you know, like when occasionally you watch a sitcom and you wonder why the small plot with a couple of mm. regular characters is happening and it's because they have to be in every episode. Yeah. It's like that, <laughs> but with instruments. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> you know, just, just time out. It's cool. It's all good. I mean... I don't know if you know this, but Frightened Rabbit started out as a solo project for Scott, right. but he had stage fright. And much like Trent Reznor, when he came up with uh, Nine Inch Nails, he wanted to hide behind a person or like a band. Yeah. You know, more people, power in numbers, even though there weren't any. And then his brother Grant joined on drums, and then, mm-hmm. you know, um, 
God, I used to know all their names. Isn't that weird? Yeah, and then Billy on bass of the accordion. And then they got Andy. Remember when Andy turned up? God, he looked just like Dylan Moran. I only say that because if he ever listens to this, he'll hang himself. Because the first time I met him, he was on the merch table. Um, can't think when. But it was before the release of Pedestrian Verse, so probably during um, uh, Winter of Mixed Drinks. But every single person who walked up to him said, you look just like Dylan Moran. Every <laughs> single person. I was drinking at the side, watching him fall into despair <laughs> because I hadn't seen him, obviously, tour with them before. Yeah. And this was near the beginning of the tour. And you went, he's going to be told this 50 times a day for the rest of his life. He'd <laughs> <laughs> be sitting looking in the mirror one morning and just start carving his own face up. I would just eat cakes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That seems, that seems more sensible than what I came up with. Yeah, you, yeah. you came up with the end of Face Off. Oh. I came up with, I don't know, I don't know if there is a film where people get fat after the hell of it. Oh, the end of Raging Bull. There you go. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, that didn't really go anywhere, but you know what I mean. It's just, uh, it did, I did accidentally show off my knowledge of uh, Fried Rabbit. It's a fifth member of Frightened Rabbit now as well. I have no idea who that is. Chris Chioda. <laughs> the waiting guy for fish. Oh, right. I thought uh, I thought Chris Chioda was the uh, lead singer of Fuzzy. Is it Chioda? I can't remember. Yeah. yeah. I remember it was from uh, Analyzed Fish where people kept coming up and mentioning Scott. Over and over again. Yeah, he's like the fifth member. You've got to keep it out. Or sixth member. I remember. I feel like there's 50 <coughs> members of Fish. Things not. Who cares? Oh. Mama Sing Sing when you got a jaboo. Oh, <laughs> Do you know I occasionally listen to that song and Wombat quite a lot? And what's the one where, um, um, oh, read a little book about Vlad the Impaler, Vlad the Impaler, Vlad the Impaler. <laughs> it's a terrible song it's like the first track on Wombat um, oh and Farmhouse Farm, Farmhouse is the only one that's on my iPad now. I've got rid of anything else fish related um, I remember I put on the Twitter that I downloaded a lot of Wasp last week yeah. that lasted a day until I went god they're fucking terrible and removed it all again I, 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 did, I, I didn't a, mention anything cause it, was I was a, like, it was a nostalgia thing because I had um, Live in the Raw mm-hmm or sort of a live album, which is fine if you like, just for mm-hmm. for the stupid. Uh, let's see, I hate the word, but the the banter between tracks, and it was like, the one that always sticks out in my mind because he keeps going about how he's reading all the stuff in the papers about them. <laughs> I'm like, no, you weren't. <laughs> Nobody writes about you. You're fucking wasp. Fuck off. It was an acronym, right? Yeah, well, I don't know what for, but what he claims during that live in the rock, which I don't know if it's true or not, was uh, it stood for we are sexual perverts. Which could be right, but I never actually bothered to look <laughs> It could be right. No, they definitely were. Yeah. They were in a rock band in yeah. the 80s. Didn't in the know. same way that <clears throat> rockers in the 80s and uh, BBC DJs in the 70s. <laughs> I think what I, liked about, what, what I liked about that album as well, though, is that <laughs> as we're hearing them doing all that, just staying, saying this ridiculous shit between songs, mm. 
It just, it just reminded me of Spinal Tap. And I'm like, yeah, it's, yeah, it's funny. Except they're taking it seriously and they think they're... Yeah. Yes. They think they're saying something deep. They're not. It's wasp. <laughs> they're, saying, they're, saying <laughs> they're not. They're wasp. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh. I wish I was sober. Which is weird because I am. Oh, um, okay, I better push play. Saying that, just by all means play, because otherwise we're never going to get through it. Yeah. But I'll turn it down all the bit. Just do it. The first time I listened to this album, I drank a bottle and a half of red wine. <laughs> Which I think was my first booze this year. But it felt almost required. Oh, this could drive me to drink, I think. So do you find it depressing? I don't know, I just think... I don't think it's just to the point where if I was sitting listening to this, I just need something else to do, so I might as well drink. Yeah, but this is a total reading album. Pause. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I get endless shit from you for doing stuff at the same time. No, 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 but that's Not different. endless shit. Oh. people listen to music while doing other things people play music while well, at a dinner party for this P- podcast no but after I'm the three just, listens it's different well I don't listen to it again after that unless I like it yeah but you don't because you mm. don't like anything <laughs> I've, I've, I've this is not going to make me sound good or not though, but I have re-listened to Taylor Swift a couple of times yeah, but that was the first thing we ever did. That's almost like nostalgia. And also, what and the Ryan Adams. That's the exact same album. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you, weirdly enough, right? It, we're talking about shit music and stuff at work, you know, and um, the guy I work with, and um, then because he knew we'd mm-hmm. listened to Insane Clown Posse, mm-hmm. played some on his phone, mm-hmm. and yeah, it's still terrible. But fun memories came back of recording that podcast and listening. So, yeah, <laughs> you're suffering nostalgia. Uh, We've been going but less than a year. I'll tell you, I, if in a year's time you played some of this to me, I wouldn't give a yeah, I'd probably forget I'd even listen to it. Yeah, but that's also because you have Alzheimer's. True. <laughs> <laughs> also, I did, um, speaking of Sinclair, he was looking at somebody's phone, so I looked at him as well, and there was a recent interview with him. Mm-hmm. With uh, which one, Shaggy Too Dope? Well, both of them were there. Villain <laughs> um, Villain the least you can say about him is he does seem to have a sense of humour. The other was Shaggy Too Dope. No, because the um, the interview was by some sort of YouTube based mm-hmm. sort of thing. They do sort of whatever it is. Remember there was that um, the Halo one where they did like a TV series out of it. I'm mm-hmm. sure it was them that started off doing that. I think it was okay. Rooster Teeth, but it was Machinima or something. Mm-hmm. Did it? Um, it was an interview with him where he hands them a book of how things work so they can look up how magnets work and uh, Violent J sort of laughs about it yeah Shaggy Tadop did not look happy <laughs> he just sort of to this point where it's like oh, you're, you're going to get stabbed hello darkness my was, old friend there was someone as well about one of their lurks was about um, wearing condoms um, and cup and, and pulling it on so hard it covers your balls and things and then it came back from the clip and the guy doing the interview just kind of goes yeah that's not how condoms work um, <laughs> you don't put them on your balls um, anyway um, about your songs <laughs> and you can sort of see them going 
well, that's our lyrics. <laughs> and the guy's been like, yeah, but that's not how they work, and it's not factual, and it's, it's a stupid lyric. But anyway, um, your, <laughs> your new song <laughs> and your movies that you do that are kind of just, oh. They showed clips from that, some, oh, I can't remember what it was, but some western they did. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Apparently there's, there's a sequel more. coming out. We watched the trailer on this podcast. Oh, did we? Oh, well, there you go. I'd forgotten it existed. Yeah. Yeah, again. But, well, no, I think... I bring it back. You have Alzheimer's. I know. I think <laughs> just in my mind blocking out terrible memory. Terrible memory. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. I've never been in a 9-11 or a Piper Alpha. <laughs> so this, this but is you the, have watched... Um, a trailer for a Juggalo movie. Which um, is, God, what is it called? De... Do, do, gangs? No. Really? Oh, oh, it's so close. It's so. It's not. Jason Muse is in it. What? Jason Muse is in that film. The, 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 that film. What? You just had a fucking another stroke while talking. What film are you talking about? The one with Shaggy Two Dogs. But that's a, so the trailer. I didn't watch the entire fucking thing. No, he didn't appear. In, no, he is in the trailer. Is he? Oh fuck! And you're looking at me like I'm talking oh. about fucking. I don't know. There was a bit as well when they're talking about their movies in this interview about how they only get A-listers on their movies, and the guy's like, "Oh yeah, can you list some for me?" And the first name they mentioned was Ron Jeremy. Um, <laughs> Then they named a whole other bunch of people that I'd never heard of that were supposedly A-listers. Mm-hmm. They then, the last two they mentioned was Screech from Saved by the Bell. Dustin Diamond. As an A-lister. Dustin and then Diamond. they went, oh, and Vanilla Ice. Oh, no, wait, he's not in this one because he didn't want to be. I'm like, well, okay, so you're naming A-listers. I would say at a push, at least he was famous and had a career, so well done to Vanilla Ice. Mm-hmm. But then to list him as A-listers you're working with, but then have to say, oh, but he didn't want to be in this one, so we didn't work with him at all. And then don't mention him. I mean, don't get me wrong, out of all the list of people, he's not an A-lister, but he's the closest you're going to come to it. But, but, oh, Screech from Saved by the Bell, and then Vanilla Ice. Big uh, big Money Russell is that. Oh, there you go. Well, never going to watch it. It was, uh, when the clip showed up, <laughs> the the guy that I was working with that was watching the sort of interview with me just only turned to me and went wait so when they're making their movies they've still got the clown makeup on <laughs> I was like well yeah of course they do nobody knows what they look like without it probably tattoos yeah anyway back to whatever it is we're talking about oh yeah so yeah it's a slow start to I wish I was sober right but after the second course and they do that whole thing where, yet again, the music comes in, it sweeps you up. And, you know, the concept is, you know, I don't know, because uh, this is the problem, right? It's because this is then a fourth time through, you realise that they have nailed this formula. And, and, and because I had to review it, I'm only looking at it as that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the second chorus hits. The, the first the, the chorus ends and everything gets taken up a notch then the second chorus ends it gets even more aggressive more passionate um yeah the, the thing is they've done it before they've done it better and this is not to say they're on the decline because last album Pedestrian Verse mm-hmm. 
is my joint number one favourite Frozen Rabbit album. So it's, but the uh, thing is, Scott now lives in LA and the rest of them live in Scotland. Can't be easy to write an album that way. Skype. I believe it was email. Ooh. I don't even know what that means. I mean, I do. You just email the GarageBand files or the Logic files, right? But it doesn't seem conducive to how, how a band 19, should work. How 1990s. Indeed. Email, 1990s. Uh, well, I mean, it was around, but it just... Remember when people didn't know what email was? Compose letter. <laughs> people had to buy stamps. <laughs> Remember when email was new and they used to call post snail mail? <laughs> and now we get annoyed when we send an email to someone and they haven't received it within two minutes. What the I, fuck's going on? I get upset when I send a text to someone and it takes them a week to reply. No names. Not me. No, it's not you. <laughs> <laughs> You're really on the ball, unless I think you're asleep, in which yeah. case, yeah. Because you are asleep, I should say. <laughs> well, I did tell a certain unnamed person's brother <laughs> about our disappointment and answered it. Yeah, oh, uh, since uh, since then, apparently they're coming around on Friday. Yeah. Um, I'll my breath over it. Sounds handy, I'm working. <laughs> oh yeah, it's not handy for you. Yeah. But, you know, at least I'll see that they're alive before they get, uh, you know, because they're, they're starring in Battleship 2 soon, you know what I mean? What? Shows the Navy, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. Or as I like to call it, Battleship 2. She's taken over from Rihanna because she was the only woman in that film. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> oh, Mahalo, motherfucker. <laughs> great for the Navy. I've never, yeah. heard, I've never heard her sing, so I don't know. Oh, yeah, I, I suppose from that point of view. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't think Rihanna did much singing. She did hold a big gun in that film. No, but I'm just saying that again, we didn't see their off time. We only saw them when they were like all fighting... Aliens. Aliens or whatever it was who did that. You didn't need to put it in quotes. They, they were aliens. <laughs> is the rock in that or am I making that up? You are making that up. Oh, God, that was not San Andreas or something, was it? Well, that's very different. But, yeah, but I knew it was But palette-wise, I suppose they look quite similar. Who's in battle? Uh, Taylor Kitsch John Carter okay. you saw John Carter that guy no. you did we saw it in the cinema together oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, Alzheimer's <laughs> <laughs> um, um, Stellan Skarsgård's attractive son whose name I forgot Alexander Skarsgård from True Blood okay. uh, Liam Neeson in a oh, Liam Neeson, uh, in a Bonafide cameo. Uh, Jesse Plemons from uh, Breaking Bad and Friday Night Lights and Fargo Season 2. And uh, Hamish Watson, his face, from The Crazy Ones, who I assume won't be in another series of The Crazy Ones because uh, Robin Williams hung himself. <laughs> Why am I laughing? Probably because I'm really upset by it still. It's been over a year. It's coping mechanism. Does That's some, what he would have wanted. Does someone in that movie save the whole you sent my battleship? No, because they, they can't sink it. Good. Oh, good. Like, there are no battleships until the end because the problem with modern day uh, uh, Navy warfare mm. is they don't have battleships. Yeah. 
So after all the ships are sunk, none of which are battleships, then on land there is an old battleship from uh, Pearl Harbor, I believe, which they get up and running because the old men who used to run it now run it as like a museum. Okay. And they get it working uh, and they go after the aliens. Now I hear what you're <laughs> saying. This doesn't sound possible. Very little in this film does. Now, there's a moment where an old man screams, you're not going to sink my battleship. That's as close as you get in this film. How old are these men then? Cause they are very old. I was going to say, they'd have to be... 85, 90, and yeah. according to the audio commentary, yes, I've listened to it, because I used to work out to battleship, because it was so stupid that it was quite easy to do. Um, also, so long ago, I used to work out, and uh, my back is destroyed nowadays. But... Um, uh, yeah, on the audio commentary, Peter Weir. Was it Peter Weir or Paul Weir? Peter Weir? I'm going to stick with Peter Weir. Um, sti- actually had real. Uh, that word. Oh. That w- veteran. Thank you, veterans. <laughs> v- veterinarian. Yes. Uh, come in. <laughs> Including that guy who has no legs. Yeah. And then he fights aliens with no legs. That's the thing. If you. Or ever in some sort of accident where you lose your legs, mm-hmm. work just comes rolling in. Because the amount of films lately with people with no legs, well, two or three, but even then, the work, the work just came out five years ago, so I don't know about that. But I could play, you know, what those people who get like uh, killed in uh, disaster movies, but they're still sort of alive and they're crawling oh, along. Yeah, yeah, I just I'd get living that way. Yeah. Like that guy who uh, lost his arm in a car crash and then plays the groom in uh, Shaun of the Dead. Yeah. <laughs> zombies are all thing just now you could get zombie makeup crawl along dragging mm-hmm. bits behind you see work comes rolling in so, uh, the first time I ever heard of that happening was in uh, From Dust Till Dawn the guy crawling yeah. along the floor was a double yeah. a- uh, amputee yeah. and they literally just wired a skeleton to it it's really it sounds kind of distressing in a way right I mean <laughs> Oh. Oh. Can we just detach this skeleton here and you can crawl across the floor? Oh, yeah. uh. Yeah. Should we skip some of this? Because it's, yeah, it's starting to get out of control. Matt's is almost at an hour already. So, well, 54 minutes. Um, um, should we just jump straight into what I called Side B? With uh, an, I haven't really got many notes, to be honest, but yeah. uh, we'll, we'll never finish otherwise. I suppose we could just skip the lot if you wanted to. But. Yeah. There's a but couple of points. I've got a, well, no, I've got bits and bobs, but yeah. during Little Drum, I I point out that um, <laughs> I, it's a very very uh, lazy uh, sort of concept. But for the first ninety to one hundred and twenty seconds of every song, mm-hmm. it's all like doom and gloom, and oh, it's bleak here. Ugh, yeah. why? And then from that point to the finish it's like but it's all we've got hug it out is pretty much how every song yeah. seems to go oh. I say by that point by Little Drum that's five tracks in and mm. I'm struggling with this it's you know those assholes who really talk about how Snow Patrol's first few albums are great but once they got famous they were shit I really don't want that to be me when it comes to Frightened Rabbit <laughs> <laughs> that even feel there <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so we want to skip to. 
Um, um, how about we skip to one called Break? That makes sense. Yeah, just uh, one note I want to say is just um, for an otherwise disappointing life. Yes. Um, didn't really like that song except for the phrase "tepid disappointment." That was possibly my favourite thing on this album was just that phrase. I don't know why. I was like, I like that. Yeah, I like that, yeah. and I also like, as I say, from track one, uh, "tinnitus of silence." Because do you have that? Well, I have tinnitus, but yeah. like, if I finish listening to an album on headphones or even yeah. a podcast, and it stops, obviously, all I hear is the ringing in my ears, yeah, yeah. like at all times. Because there is no, yeah. there is no silence anymore for me. No. It's like always. There's always something there. But um, yeah, no. That, going back one then, uh, that song is got more of the classic frightened rabbit sound to it. Mm-hmm. But the title's a bit on the nose, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, Jesus Christ. <laughs> no. But yeah, break. Break. Do we? I mean, you seem quite sad by this already. That is playing again. But I think this lives up to its name. You know what I mean? It's got kind of a driving rhythm to it. Um, it seems like it's like a. It is a break from uh, some of the more uh, downbeat turns of phrase that have come before. Or are you are you weeping inside because there's accents and run rigisms? <laughs> you think it sounds like Wolfstone? Yeah, I've even heard of Wolfstone. They're very big in Dingwall. <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> <laughs> 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 I uh, so long ago, someone bought me a Wolfstone record. You couldn't even get them on CD. That's how north we were. <laughs> um. By this point, I see everything is starting to sound the same. This is, this does, this is probably kind of the most different kind of thing on the album. Mm-hmm. And that by this point, I was going, I was kind of confused. Going, going they're described as indie rock, but mm-hmm. where's the rock? This is as close as it gets mm-hmm. to what I was kind of expecting. And even then, I don't know. It's just. <laughs> It's like you're reading someone's eulogy with this. <laughs> Even then. Oh. Yeah. It's like you're in the jury box and you're the police officer who arrested the band for career. Why, why did you arrest them? Because they made this album. Yeah, because they did this thing. They unleashed this upon us. Yeah. I don't have any of those thoughts. I have some of those thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> but at the end of this I think I'm going to take their five albums and quickly give you a rundown on what order I think they go in <laughs> semi-spoilers this is not last oh <laughs> oh dear I do not want to hear that last <laughs> um, yeah cool Blood Under the Bridge oh you want to play this one that? which is very much like um this cover version of the Red Hot Chili Peppers, to be honest, is unrecognisable. <laughs> I contemplated <laughs> Red Hot Chili Peppers joke. <laughs> <laughs> 
empathise against it. And I will. I like Roy the couple times, then delete it off my notes. Uh, yeah, I say I didn't write it at all, and yet straight off the dome. <laughs> Blood under the bridge downtown. It's where I drew some blood. Blood under the bridge downtown. I could not. Why couldn't he get enough blood? Was he a vampire? (laughs) (laughs) Too much is never enough. I don't know where that's from. I was like, too much is never enough. I don't know where that's from. Too much is never enough. I just made that melody up. I'm sorry. (laughs) Might as well pause it. I'm not even listening to it. No. Um, this is um, the track where I just uh, wrote sigh. Alright, well the instrumental break on this I really liked, but I, I keep doing this in my notes. You know how there's always a scene which I feel like they put into a film on purpose so when you watch it on the cinema you can go for a piss. Mm. This is Audrey. the oral equivalent. Of this, is, this is the pod race. Of, uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is the second lap of the pod race. Oh. Of because uh, the first lap you were into it, but when you realised it was never going to change. I, I saw it a few times in the cinema, and I knew. <laughs> for... Sorry, I need specifics. How many times did you see it in the cinema? Three or four. You're a fucking idiot. I know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I knew. On, on the fourth as time, that the, I did like this. As film. soon as the podcast started, I went right. I've got twelve minutes to go for a piss. You should have smoked back then. You could have gone to the granary yeah. for a pint. Uh, actually, no. Maybe I only saw it three times, not four times. Oh, yeah, you are. Even then, that's bad enough. Yeah. Um, I saw it once. You know what I thought when I came out? It's the worst film I've ever seen. Never mind that. I don't know. I don't mind it. No. no. Star Wars, I, I, I forced myself to like it. Ah, force yourself. Force ah, yourself. Force. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, anyway. So, yeah. That's great. Um, so yeah, this is the second lap of the pod race yeah. of the album. <laughs> oh yeah, right. Four hundred bones. This is the next track we're on, right? Yeah. <laughs> um. It takes a while to warm up. <laughs> I love the fact in my notes, other than this very sad person that I've drawn a picture of. Um. By 1 minute and 50, I'm loving this track, but the vocal melody sounds just like one of their classic songs, which is weird. Hmm. I know, right? You may play some of that, or... Well, you might as well just or... dive straight into, like, around that time, because it's... How long then? Like, about... 150. Like, one, about 150. 151. Yeah. Here. We sound just like Snake, but then I wrote a note going, well, he's talking about coming home, and Snake was, must have been one of the first songs he wrote. So is that like a meta reference? Mm. But it really, like, vocally, it sounds just like Snake. But the thing is, they were only a three piece back then. Yeah. And I reckon, in fact, Snake, if you listen to it, has probably only got drums and guitar and his vocals. And it's much better being that lean. <laughs> In fact, do I have that at hand? It'll be quite quiet. I apologise to the 
five people at home listening. <laughs> it's also a very short song, but hey, what, what do you want from me? Blood under the bridge. Solid tambourine work. I know, right? It's really to the point. Occasionally I have to talk over it, otherwise, obviously, the view faces. You're against this as well. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> no, I don't like anything. No, I know you don't, but I'm just trying to. I'm trying to think where the thing is. But like the actual bit that I'm pointing out. But... Give it up anyway. Um, yeah, no, I really like that song. It's, it's also really stupid. And it seems to be about how he, he loves this girl, but he also loves his dick. Which. <laughs> <laughs> Which, you know, no wonder they don't play it live anymore. He's grown up a bit. That's oh, right here. One thing, he's had, uh, he's had singing lessons. Yeah, he needed them. <laughs> <laughs> Well, also because remember that's a repress of one they they like made in their like like house or well, not house but they made it themselves. So <laughs> you got to take into account how much money did they have? How many takes could you do? You know what I mean? Yeah. You're like, oh, fuck! I should have probably warmed up before this. <laughs> made a terrible mistake. <laughs> um. Yeah, but I I think that four hundred bones sounds like snake, but in a minor key. Um, and it's not an insult because I like that song. Um, even though you don't. Lump Street! Lump Street. Uh, oh shit, hold on. Wait. Wait. I do like this opening. It makes me think of Halloween 3. I was going to say, <laughs> I, I, my, my first note is John Carpenter. <laughs> I looked up Lump Street on Google Maps because I thought it was probably somewhere in Glasgow. Nope, wasn't it good? There's a Lump Lane. There you go. That's pretty much my notes. <laughs> um, um, I'll let it play a bit longer. I really like this song, I. My note is that I'd like an instrumental version of this. This is the weird thing. Very little instrumental uh, from an instrumental point of view is happening in the sun. And as a man with ADHD, how could you? Is it because you want to listen? You put it on tape, and then you'll listen to it when you go to kill a man. Yeah. This is your in the air tonight. Slowly driving behind someone in the dark with your lights off. <laughs> I, I did like that one, but I say for me, I I did quite like again. 
it, if they release it as a single and it's an instrumental, I'll, I'll buy it. What do you mean it's a single? You can't have fucking... If, if they release it as a single, <laughs> just to get the instrumental. This is in the 80s. You don't get many instrumentals anymore. Occasionally. Yeah, but they're I'm not instrumentals of the track thing. you just... No, but that wasn't an instrumental of the track you heard before. It was just a song that had no lyrics. Yeah. It's not the same thing. No, it was... It's uh, not like you uh, go, and the B-side... No, Bring Me The Horizon yeah, yeah. had, like, on their singles, mm-hmm. they had... Um, cause I think I mentioned it. A couple of words just instrumental versions. So it was like, oh, right. Yeah. Oh, right. So I it was technically a B-side. I wasn't listening to you probably uh, last week, obviously. No. When you said they were instrumental, I didn't realise they were just songs they'd already released, but they took the vote. How lazy is that? I'd, I'd mark them down even further now. Yeah. Oh. Anyway, you know how at the beginning I told you how I, how I listened to this, and I made notes on the first and third. Okay. First three lines... First listen. Second is uh, mm. the third listen, okay? Why have I brought this up? Because I'm going to read you what I wrote the first time. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to read you what I wrote the third time. Fuck, I kind of love this album. They may have perfected their formula, but in the moment, who cares? That is first time. Third time. Mm-hmm. Actually, I care. I care quite a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Saying that maybe four of these tracks will end up on a, you know, like a Frightened Rabbit only playlist. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you're just sort of putting all the good stuff together. And out of 12, that's 33%. It's not awful. But as always, and I think that I say this quite a lot, could have just released an EP. Yeah. Last track! Last track, which, oh, just came out blind. Um, Yeah, because there is bonus tracks but we're not listening um, no I, well, I didn't even bother listening to well no I said I would I didn't get around to because obviously I was listening on the yeah. vinyl and the vinyl don't have bonus tracks yeah. oh yeah I already own this album Pete so I bought it without even listening to it what, I ne- something I never do yeah. oh yeah I, need to I, I do own all their albums yeah. so even the one that I like less than saying that I saw it on eBay recently for a hundred quid yeah. And I have no money, so it might. But then, you see, this is the completest in me. You definitely couldn't sell it if you wanted to, because your house is full of shit. Yeah. But <laughs> I like how this starts, though, because I'd say for a change, the band isn't there. Yeah. Pause it or skip it I like think, two minutes in. Oh, I'll just pause it. Um, see, my thing with this one is I, I don't like his voice. But I think that's a big problem. I don't, I mean, I don't, I, this track's all right. Mm. I don't like his voice. But I was like, imagine somebody with like a deeper voice, maybe to slow it down a little. Imagine Johnny Cash singing this. I can't. He's dead. But if he was alive. What if they got uh, what's his name? In person. Matt, what's his name from the National? I know you haven't really listened to him at uh, the point where the vocals yeah. come in on the National. Yeah. But, you know, uh, you watch Game of Thrones occasionally and they've done Game of Thrones songs. Okay. You know, they have some bass going for them. He turned up on an episode of Comedy Bang Bang you probably listened to because it was a while ago. <laughs> it's been a long time since I listened to him. So, but yeah, I just imagine it getting somebody with a deeper voice singing this. I think I'd probably quite like it. Yeah. I only have well I have sort of two notes on this one but 
Would, would you like to read my, my second note? Because I don't actually know how I will pronounce this word. Because mm. I think I suffered from temporary dyslexia. Just the, the, the second line under. <laughs> they love ringing? Yeah. They love ringing Pinot. <laughs> Pinot. <laughs> Piano. Pinot. They love ringing Pinot. Pinot. <laughs> that mountain. Spinal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so come on then, final thoughts. Get it out. I will Get say one positive thing about this album. Yes. I really like the cover. Weird. That's the thing I hated most. All oh, right, okay. Because it seemed it reminded me of some. I can't remember where it was. I think it's been torn down there. Um, somewhere we used to drive about it, and there was some mm. sort of like cement factor thing that looked kind of similar to that and for some reason I was just like oh I remember that from like I thought runs it, in the country we'd had and it, it again I thought it looked like a deleted scene from an episode of Red Dwarf mm. or, 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 or uh, I blocked out Red Dwarf from my mind see this is why you shouldn't be allowed to review things there's nothing wrong with Red Dwarf up to a point and that point is about Red Dwarf 6 yeah. <laughs> I, I think, <laughs> 5 not a problem. Mm-hmm. Then it got stupid. Well, it was stupid before, but it got stupider. Once they brought back Rimmer as a hard light yeah. hologram. Ugh. Mm. Didn't mind it when they used to sort of like turn that on and off depending on what it needed for the storyline, but save energy that they couldn't put his hard light on all the time. Mm-hmm. That made sense. And Ken took form. But uh, after that, yeah. I kind of gave up on it mm-hmm. and it really did stop becoming funny that is the main problem and there's a new one coming right there's another one yeah like 11 or 12 it's the only job Craig Charles can get wasn't he on Coronation Street for like 15 years doesn't care that's not a job it's but it pays really well pity uh, you shouldn't pays really well yeah. pays not going to bring back the robot wars they are, but not with Craig. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> he was the worst part of it. Could have drones and shit now. At least no, it, it makes one, more sense now. Once, once it was announced that Robot Wars were coming back, um, one of the saddest tweets was that uh, he did say that he was available if they wanted. To. <laughs> and, they, and they went. Well, no, because they've already unfollow. got. <laughs> they've already got their new, you know, hosts. They'd already announced it, and they were like, "I can't remember who they are," because they're not Craig Charles. Who could replace Craig Charles? A wooga. <laughs> <laughs> See, it makes more sense with like drones and shit now. And can that kind of small and affordable? But <laughs> this is the theory. They're all gonna. Fl- all of them are flying. Oh yeah. <laughs> it was a case of all right. You've in your little shed and you've made your little flyboard little um, robot. Let's see how it goes up against this really quite expensive thing with chainsaws on it. <laughs> oh, and it was like. Running man for robots, but the heroes die. <laughs> so, like the the Richard Backman original. Yeah. Lots of hiding in sewers and that. Oh, right. And yeah, yeah, it doesn't end well. <sighs> yeah, that film is nothing like that book. <laughs> anyway, yeah, come on, final thoughts. Not re- Red Dwarf related. Oh, I'll give you my final thoughts. Like oh, right, so is it my turn? Yeah. Okay, fine. <laughs> Um, yeah, they, they, they fill every second of space 
You know what I mean? Mm. There's always something going on. Which I don't think is a good thing, particularly. Mm. Though, you know, uh, I like the fact that I first lesson brought tears to my eyes. Brackets. I was drunk. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, but much like the National, the tracks seem to hate silence. And saying that, it makes them, you know, feel tenser and tighter because there's less breathing space. I don't know if that's what you want in what I see as anthemic, you know, indie rock kind of thing. Um, But I suppose that helps live up to the album's title. Um, Yeah, but also like the National, the National pretty much now, they've both kind of perfected this formula for how they write songs. Um, And it's overused to the point where um, yeah, it, it pains me to say, but you get like a Snow Patrol feeling, you know, mm-hmm. when they did that final Straw album and all the choruses were really big yeah. and you imagined standing out of the roof of a sports car's sunroof while it drove at 80 miles an hour, your face covered in chocolate and bees. <laughs> chocolate bees? <laughs> <laughs> screaming yes there's only one life Ooh. but saying that yes well, that's not really a full sl- I, I know there's going to be songs that I'll grow to love on this album and yeah out of the five albums by Frightened Rabbit they are thus joint first uh, Midnight Organ Fight yeah. Pedestrian Verse Third, because that's how you do it, right? You just don't have a two because yeah. of joke first. Right. Yeah. Right. Third, yeah. sing the greys. No, I was making sure because I didn't want to be in third. Uh, uh, fourth, painting of a panic attack. Yeah. And fifth, uh, winter of a mixed drink, which is my least favourite, to the point where at this minute in time, if anyone's wanting the vinyl, I'm very tempted in selling it, and it's been listened to once. Uh, mm. Yeah. There you go. I've listened to it more than once, obviously, but just on the phone. I did not know the name of any of their other albums, so I've learned something. You won't remember it. No. That's why I've we forgot, call you. I've pretty much forgotten it already. That's why we call you Ali. Yeah. <laughs> 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 what? Well played. <laughs> Recommendations. Um. <laughs> well, yeah, again, goes prove that I don't listen to anything new. I only listen to old stuff. Run rig. No, um, I actually recently downloaded um, Foreigner Classics, which is like a best of album, but they were all re-recorded in twenty eleven by the band. So they're not classic. Well, they're they're the classic songs. It's just they've re-recorded. But you know, it's fine. I, I don't want meatloaf yeah. nowadays that he can't sing re-recording oh, his classics. Luckily, these guys still can. They still have some form of talent. Yeah, it's. Yeah. I mean, that's a strong word for foreigner. No offense to you and your, your taste. <laughs> um, <laughs> no. But and the fact that this entire band, uh, whose album you didn't like, has more talent in their pinkies than foreigner combined. <laughs> well, that's your opinion. <laughs> you You just tell me that it's a foreigner greatest hits. I can't tell you a second hit. Oh, the one you well, obviously, A Final Countdown is the first one, right? 
I wasn't. I wasn't. Well, then none. None <laughs> is the answer for it. That have been Europe. Yeah, it was Europe. Yes, yeah, so it was New Zealand. Oh, not my fault. That means that means you're listening. To, what are they? What's this band called? For, Foreigner. A bit racist as well. Well, it wasn't back in the day. <laughs> Might as well be called um, Oriental. <laughs> um, another one I've been listening to um, again, and I'm pretty sure I've recommended oh, it oh, before. You can recommend it and continue to, but tell no, me a just, song by Foreigner. Oh, it feels like the first time. No, I don't. Tell me. Jukebox hero? No. Okay. <laughs> um, you know I'm not lying, right? You can tell from the look of my yeah, face. I know. <laughs> okay, and second. Anyway, and the other um, I've been re-listening to lately again because it's, it's fucking great. There you go. That's not a fine or a meh. Fucking great. Is uh, Eurythmics Revenge. Yeah. There's nothing. There's not a bad track on that. Album. Yeah, I give you one thousand percent correct. Yeah. Yes, I'm sure I've recommended that. Correct, before. correct <laughs> on yeah. the record. I'm sure I've recommended that before. But there you go. That's um, your. Uh, that's your invisible. Uh, I, your invisible maniac. Yeah, but I, I don't <laughs> recommend new stuff because I don't listen to new stuff <laughs> except for this podcast. Yes. So um. Cool. Yeah. Right. My recommendation. Ah. Uh, the new album by uh, the Spook School, which is uh, try to be hopeful, because that's if uh, if you want to listen to even more lo-fi uh, Scottish indie. Uh, Lone Lady Hinterland, which I came across. Who who was it? I would say I, I'm gonna get a name wrong. Maybe she'll never listen. I would say it's Amy Richardson who used to have the uh, Go Bayside podcast. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. She uh, she mentioned listening to it, um, and it's really good. Imagine if one woman, yes, the band's called Lone Lady for a reason. Uh, one woman channeled Ian Curtis of Joy Division. Okay. Uh, and then like the post punk of like the Slits and X Ray Specs and Joy Division as well, all at the same time. It's really cool. Um, and lastly, right, because what else am I going to do? Uh, I, I think I might have actually done this one before, but why not do it again? Because it's more Scottish indie. Uh, uh, Mints by Min Diesel, okay. which is great. It's sort of like what would happen if you took uh, Pavement, the classic 90s old band, and threw them into Scotland. <laughs> More precisely, Dundee. And then what would happen if you said, I know what I'm, I'm, I'm picturing the perfect front cover of an album. Can we get a big plate of mints, uncooked mints? And can we shape it into the face of Christopher Lambert <laughs> from classic 80s film Highlander? And then can we call the album mints? And then can we draw that? And someone said, okay, yeah. And that's why I love that album. (laughs) (laughs) And I'll put links to all of them on the uh, podcast because I've already emailed them to myself for speed. And because you cannot get Min Diesel on Apple Music, I have it on my Bandcamp. What's next week, anyway? Dude. I don't know if it's Div or D-I-I-V. It's another one of these bands that are actually only one person. Div. 
Steve El Devo. Mm. Not to be confused with Devo, an actual good no, band. Because El Devo's the four guys singing or something. Yes. Like They're like the three tenors, but there's four of them. Mum's mm. yeah. at the album somewhere. Of course she has. She's uh, you know, I, I at that I, age. I think I gave it to her for a Christmas. Like. Of course she did. You yeah. found it in old days yeah. for like five quid. Well, it was that or Robson and Jerome. I had to peel off the two for one sticker. What, what did you buy for yourself? What did you just buy two copies of Old Diva? Yeah, Give her that. another one next year. Yeah, <laughs> claim I forgot. Yeah, I bought her the year before. I'll tell you. And then she wonders why she can't find her yeah. copy anywhere. And you laugh hysterically because you gave it back to her. No. Oh, oh yeah. And it's also titled Is the Isar, which yeah. uh, fills me with uh, no confidence, especially as secretly I've already now heard it and made notes. Yeah. <laughs> I... <laughs> listened once at work but wasn't really paying attention <laughs> it's very hard to pay attention to it spoilers mm. anyway give it a shot it got very good reviews on Pitchfork to the point where I think they're liars <laughs> mm. no um, until until next week what shall we do I will put, I'm going to put it on my songs and put shuffle all and let fate decide what we're going to go out with fine do it um, so yeah bye bye oh Oh yeah, I'm gonna shuffle again. <laughs> it's too late. Oh damn it! Oh no! Oh, we're fading out. Fading oh. away. <laughs> I don't want to fade out like this. I'm not like this. Oh, I faded the music out when we kept talking. Why did you do that? You should have stopped it. I faded. Because I thought you were gonna stop talking. Oh, oh my god! Oh, well. oh, oh. right. Oh. Oh. Screw, oh. screw oh. it. Oh. Bye. I didn't actually. <laughs>